This episode is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. Is your school district going one-to-one? Do you manage thousands of Chromebooks or other IT assets like projectors and smart boards? If so, you'll want to listen to this. Visor is a Chromebook management solution that seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system, now including PowerSchool. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents, all in one click. To find out more, do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks, or click the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I'm joined here today by Gabriel Brangers. Good day. And Robbie Payne. Welcome from the House of Pain. <laughs> <laughs> You've been thinking wow. about that all morning, haven't you? No, or was that just off the cuff? I literally just thought about that uh, three seconds before. No joke. But my Wi-Fi is also called House of Pain. So Right. Well, uh, you, do you want to explain why, why you're at the house? Uh, sure. Um, so I, I don't think we've made this uh, public in any way, shape, or form. Um, I've kind of tried to keep this quiet, uh, just because honestly, it's 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 weird to to talk about uh, like on Twitter or anything like that. Um, but my um, my test for uh, COVID nineteen came back positive. Uh, earlier this week, I had symptoms over the weekend, uh, felt kind of bad. I was like, I was the one in my house, like quarantined in my bedroom, just kind of stuck to the side and really didn't want to get my family infected. Um, and then come to find out my wife tested positive. We just took the kids this morning. They tested positive and thought I felt bad for a few minutes, uh, about being like the guy that brought it home. Um, and turns out, uh, Gabe and Joe, you guys are both negative. So, um, I don't think that it was me, uh, and my son is an asymptomatic carrier. It looks like so. Um, basically, yeah, we're all uh, we're all quarantined up here in the Payne household, and so I've uh, I've got a nice, cool setup now that I think is actually going to stay permanent here in the house um, with a, a new desk. I had that uh, shipped in, or we actually had it picked up at uh, at Target. Um, I've got the HP Chrome base hooked up here with an external screen, my Bluetooth speaker, and you know, in the master bedroom, it's I can kind of get away and have a little office space in the house, and it's uh, which you've never had before, well, right? You've never you, no, you, you you all didn't have like a little workspace. You were normally just working at the kitchen yeah, so, kitchen so table. The, the last couple times we've had, so you know, the original time where everybody uh, was um, um, quarantined, um, we. Um, we did so, um, and I, and, and I did, you know, the kitchen table thing and we even did a video about that whole thing. Like, Hey, here's how to have your desk in a backpack. And yep. the yeah, reason yeah. for that was, um, so that, um, you know, I could, I could basically take all my stuff out, set my workstation up, work for the day, put it all back in the bag and kind of turn off work mode. Um, and, and that worked fine. Um, except my, kitchen table is kind of raised and it's got like the, the, um, uh, bar stool type chairs. 
and it's wood and it's kind of hard uh, to sit there all day. Um, and so this time around, because I was quarantined, I didn't want to go trying to work downstairs. That wouldn't have made sense until I knew everybody else was positive. Uh, while I thought they were negative, it didn't make sense to, for me to be leaving the room. So anytime I walk out of the room, I masked up, you know, I scrub my hands in our bathroom before leaving our, the, the bedroom and kind of go get the things I needed to get and get back in the room. Um, and so we were trying to do everything we could to keep it from spreading in the house. Uh, again, not really thinking the other way around that the little turd downstairs is the one running around spreading it everywhere. <laughs> um, I was trying to protect him from me. We, uh, we, we asked if you grounded him and Gabe was like, Oh, well I guess he's grounded yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. He got to stay home from school. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. These, yeah. these little packets and they're playing video games after they get their homework done. So yeah, it's been real rough on that. Yeah. Um, but everybody's, everybody's pretty healthy. Um, uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for that, but yeah, so I ended up having to set up a desk in here. And so I've gone through multiple variations. I worked from the bed one day and then I got a card table put in here. Cause I was just like, I got to sit up and do something. And so that I did that one day and then the card table was so wobbly. Like once I tried to elevate my screen up a little bit, everything was just wobbling around. So I'm like, well, I need a better uh, table and my, sciatic starting to act up from sitting in these terrible chairs. So, um, you know, I I went in the basement and got an old office chair that, you know, we had at the, our other house where we kind of had a space for a desk. Uh, we've got a desk in the basement. It's just not somewhere I want to go work. Um, and so I brought it upstairs and cleaned it off real good. And, um, with the new desk in the, in the bedroom, um, not going to lie. It's been pretty awesome. And, uh, not the COVID part, um, or the quarantine part or any of that, that that's not been awesome, but, um, having a space in my house now that I feel like, Hey, you know, on a, any given day, uh, not just, you know, from quarantine that I could, I could wake up and just be like, hey, I'm gonna work from home until lunch or something. Uh, and this is a very comfortable, um, we're going to, we're going to find a different chairs. This chair just does not match anything in our room. Um, but you know, find a different chair that kind of looks good, but this is a small enough desk. It's tucked away in a spot and we might rearrange, but I'm kind of digging this part of it. And the HP Chrome base has been just the absolute perfect fit for this. I mean, yeah. And I think uh, it's worth noting, like the audio sounds really good. I'm sitting here looking at the waveform as you're talking. Definitely the best. It, it seems like the best audio from Zencaster that we've ever yeah, had. I, and I tested this morning. I threw the camera on and, and did a recording real quick and, just wanted to make sure and the, the um, audio just sounded so crisp and clear and like full. Um, so I was, I was pleased with that. And then does it know, have dual array? I'm yeah, assuming at least yeah. uh, it might have maybe more, more, yeah. more mics. Uh, Cause this thing is built. I can see the dual array on the front, uh, but this thing is built obviously to do this exact type of thing. So this stuff it's made to do like Google meets. It's got a great camera. It's got that cool thing where I can flip the mic off up top uh, with a manual switch and, there's just a bunch of cool things about it, but also being able to talk to you all and, and have an experience of, of chatting. Like we, we talked for what, 30 minutes before we <laughs> yeah. started. Cause we haven't hung yeah. out yeah. all week. Yeah. Um, and so we were sitting there talking and it was really cool to be on that kind of, I guess it's kind of like being on a call. Uh, the speakers that are built into this thing are, are so good that it like, it just felt really like almost in person kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And that was with, without even doing video, we were, we were just chatting yeah. audio. Yeah. So yeah. Really long, add some video yeah. to that. Long term though. I'm, I'm writing this up after lunch. Long term, you need to get one of these new Avacore Google meet things. 
Oh yeah. So did you, the the desktop one is legit because it doubles as a extended monitor, but right. then it's your all in one. I think it has like eight speakers yeah. in the front of it. Yeah, they're, they're, saw, they are made for this stuff. Yeah, I saw the video. Yeah. So it, it it does have it has internal stuff too. Like it's a Chrome base, right? No, no, it is not. It is oh, an external. It's yeah, it's made to work with whatever you plug uh, into it. Now, okay. the larger one, it runs all by itself. Okay. It is Google Meet hardware. I think this is kind of their replacement for Jamboard. Okay, yeah. yeah. Because Meet has Jamboard built into it now. So this is kind of like the big one's kind of like Jamboard 2.0. The small one works as an extended display, your Google Meet stuff, and then it has the pen and the whiteboarding. It's a touchscreen, obviously. So all of that's integrated, but you you still have your Chromebook connected to it. So Yeah, because I mean, obviously, there are so many companies that are going to continue remote work after this. I mean... Um, you know, there, there's still obviously um, instances where where people are having to quarantine, and, and we need these these tools. And it's awesome to see Google investing in this sort of stuff. But long term, like I, I, I think there's there's going to be several you know of your larger companies who are going to say, hey, if you just want to stay remote working, guess what? You know, it's fine. We have all the tools and. People are still productive. People are still yeah, and it's not like work it, done yeah, it's not counterproductive. I mean, Luke, Luke, for example, our contributing writer, works for uh, VMware. He's been off off site since long before the pandemic yeah. happened. His job just allows him to do that because of the type of job that he. Did. I think the pandemic has kind of forced companies to understand that a hybrid work model can actually be more conducive to productivity. Well, and, and especially when you have old school systems in place, it's really hard to upend that and, and try something like remote work unless you have to. Right. <laughs> and everybody well, has to. you have to. Yeah, and, right. uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's there's definitely going to be a continuation of remote work in these tools and, and Google. So so Google has made some that they've partnered with that one company. I forget how to say yeah, it. Um, a- a- Avonco or whatever. Not even close. Not even close? It nah. starts with an A, doesn't nope. it? Nope. Whoa! I read something wrong. I thought it did. Not surprising. Wow! I thought it started with an A too. You might be right, dude. I'm totally. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't. Uh, Anywho, so it's avocado. No, I was gonna say it looked like avocado to me. Yeah, it's uh, Avocor. Avocor. I watched the video. They said I think it's Avocor is how they pronounce it. I've never heard of this company, but apparently that's kind of what what they they make. Yeah. Yeah. So they've they, like Google is making some of these products in partnership with that company, but they're also like, are they partnering with like Logitech and others, or are Logitech and others using some sort of template for this sort of? No, stuff? now what Logitech does, they have a new product coming on the twenty first. Logitech has their own Meet hardware system, so hey, it's okay. the speaker, the camera, kind of like the old school com- conference speaker phone. They have all of that. Uh, and they use the, I can't remember the brand, but it, they make the rally cam, which is the really expensive webcam that does the panning and all that stuff. So this feels more Jamboardy. Yeah. I don't know what Logitech's going to announce. Now, they did just announce the Logi Dock, which works with just about any operating system, but it's literally just a, it's a speaker phone for your computer but it has some integrated stuff to where you can start your meetings automatically. Like right. when you, when okay. you have a meeting upcoming on your calendar, the Logi will light up to let you know, hey, meeting's getting ready to start. You tap the button, it automatically starts your Google Meet. But it works with Zoom and Teams and everything too. Sure. So it's not Chrome OS specific. Yeah, so. interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, 
in in this scenario, obviously the Chrome base has been uh, has been great for for Robbie to take home and and use and and get to get some some real life use out of this thing. So that's that's cool that at least uh, you know. Yeah, some silver lining maybe get to go try some cool hardware and really kind of dig into it. So yeah, and, uh, you know, I've got the the review scripted for this already. Uh, I'm gonna have to revisit it and just make sure that I'm praising it. I, I feel like I did in the <laughs> review, but I'm gonna make sure I praise it uh, and give it its due because I, I've just I've been seriously impressed with it and really happy with it. Um, uh, you know, the sun comes in, especially in the afternoons in my room. We've got a couple big windows, and you know it stands up to that no no big deal and you know, right and we need did we ever actually test that because it's rated at 250 but it, it's, it's gotta, so be, much brighter it's than gotta that. be brighter no than I, that. I i tested it uh i took it in the dark room and used our um lumen whatever thing uh yeah and it, it was like 415 420 yeah they yeah. Need, we need to we need, i'll reach out and see if we can get some deep yeah some detail on that because they're sh- kind of selling themselves short by marketing that oh, thing absolutely. at 250 yeah. Yeah. We need to. If anything, if anything, we just need to say. If they don't give us clarification, we should just write an article and say, "Hey, look, this is, this is the unit that we have, and this is what it's. Yeah. This, this display you know. is at. I, yeah. I mean, who knows if all of them are going to be? Yeah. Like that. We, we just find we find a Best Buy that's got one. If they have a floor model, go and we check go it. test it or whatever. That's but. true. Um, yeah. I mean, that would probably be the easiest route is to find. Yeah, I'm sure the one in E Town. In, in our town, probably won't. It's a small Best Buy, but yeah, right. I bet you up in Louisville. Um, yeah, there's probably one. track one down. But uh, but yeah, so to kind of wrap up uh, that that section here, uh, obviously, hoping hoping the best for your family and hoping everybody gets back uh, back to normal Absolutely. ASAP. For what it, for what for what it's worth, we are we're all fully vaccinated. This is a breakthrough breakthrough case for Robbie. Um, so the the yeah. symptoms, you know. Seemed like from what you were saying were were relatively mild. I know you said you had a a pretty pretty good fever, um, which is always scary. But um, but yeah. So um, let's let's chat about let's chat about the Pixel. Let's start. Let, let's let's switch gears here. So we've got uh, Google just continuing to upend the uh, basically phone release. Uh, protocol. <laughs> oh, yeah. how, how people normally put out phones, Google's just like, nah, we're just going to go ahead and, hey, this stuff's going to leak anyway. Here's our phone. We're going to go ahead and start promoting it. We're going to go ahead and put out a 30-second teaser and show the phone. Yeah. Why not? That's what you do. Well, I mean, it, 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 lining up with what they did in early August, I mean, it completely makes sense. Uh, you know, like, it feels like Google has, you know, uh, across the years, it's just been terrible with hardware leaks. And at this point, isn't everybody? I mean, even Apple, who has really strict control over a lot of stuff, can't seem to keep themselves away from leaks. I mean, like leak culture is real. Um, supply lines being what they are and the way that these companies go about building things and, and trying to do stuff like as Apple does, like this just-in-time uh, manufacturing where you're just ordering stuff when you need it. To, to push that manufacturing to have, so you're not sitting on warehouses full of supply. Um, those supply lines are stretched and you're, you probably, I guarantee you along the lines, you're just having to make concessions for all sorts of things. And because of that, you're going to have to work with people you probably don't trust implicitly. Um, and so there are going to be people that end up touching these devices before they come out and, um, that just aren't going to care that much about who you are or 
what you're going to do to them if you no, you're just another client. Yeah, and, I mean, and the anonymity is too easy. Like all, all somebody has to do because these people that that want to do this kind of stuff, they're not trying to make money off this. You know, the people that leak to John Prosser, I mean, those people aren't like, ooh, I'm going to get a payday now. You know, they're not going to get any money off that. Um, yeah, that's one thing I never really understood. It's like you're you're you have to stay anonymous or you lose everything and yeah. you're not really getting paid for it. What's the I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I, I think there's just that thrill of, of seeing like <laughs> it's funny. I did that. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, like I think it's people who create content that's on the Internet on a daily basis. Um, and this I'm, I'm going to try to say this without sounding like I don't know. Um, arrogant um, would be the word. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not trying to sound that way. But, you know, when you have millions of eyes on things that you write on a daily basis, the thought of sharing something with somebody else and letting them run with it and being excited by this seems very foreign. Um, because we would want, you know, I, I want people to know I said it, you know, and, and it, the idea of somebody sharing something that I told them doesn't excite me at all. Like, why would I get excited for them to be able to share this thing? But if you don't have content that's going out and being seen by millions of people making headlines and all this kind of stuff, the ability to go, Hey, John, check out this. I took a couple of photos of this, do what you want. And then sitting back and waiting for, you know, everything to like light up and you just have that knowledge inside. Like I yeah. did that. Like yeah, I could totally. see where that could be, you know, exciting for, for people for sure. Yeah. So the, the, the video that came out is, is a, a, a teaser. I mean, it is literally a 30-second quick edit, you know, kind of um, hype video is what it feels like that's to a, me. It's, it's, a it's talking. A, that's a sizzle, baby. Yeah, sizzle. That's the word I was looking for. I was like, I kept saying teasel. I was like, teaser. Teasel. <laughs> you know, teasel. <laughs> it's a teaser sizzle. It's a teaseler. Teaseler. Or it's a sizzle. Teaseler. <laughs> Either one. I like both. I like scissors. You got, hey, look, I can't keep you two in line right this second. I'm in a chat with Samsung. Yeah. So Gabe's over just here. Try Gabe's to keep, over here just at just le- If you chatting. can't keep it in your lane, at least keep it in between the shoulders for a minute, okay? Nah, don't nah, don't, don't that's, wreck. That's not the way the Chromecast I've rolls. been in a chat with Samsung. Oh, man, I don't even. It's been an hour at least. Oh, dude, it's been way longer than oh, an it's hour. It's been almost two hours. Uh. Yeah. I rolled in at nine and you were already in the chat. Eight fifty five was when I started this chat. Yeah. That's almost wild. done. Uh, I mean, I guess we can talk about that. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to the, yeah, the, we need the to write Tizzler. a whole nother article about this. So we purchased a device for Michael Perigo, our staff writer, and he had a variety of issues. I don't remember what you all probably yeah, remember. So one better, of the issues was actually the same one that Robbie had with our original review unit, which was the trackpad cutting out. Is that Oh, right? I guess we need to say what device it is. It is the, the Samsung Galaxy. Original, original. Galaxy Chromebook. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what was happening? So trackpad not working, um, getting some keyboard stuttering, and then the speakers, every time he powered it on, he tried to audio, after a minute or two, the speakers would cut out, and they don't come back on until you restart it. So there's definitely some kind of hardware <laughs> issue. Yeah. <laughs> Those are pretty big issues. And all the I, problems. I, yeah, and I understand that most of these big tech companies that have customer support, they're just reading from, you know, cue cards. I get that. But they've they've re- 
they're really going to have to start giving them better funnels to work through. Yeah. When you immediately say, hey, I have a blah, blah, blah Chromebook, anything related to Windows should immediately be yeah. just, com- it should be shut off. There this, should be nothing. But this person asked you about I, drivers. Yeah, because I've been <laughs> I've been through two different people now because the chat was idle for so long. They pushed me to somebody else. Uh, he asked me if I updated my drivers. He then started asking me to uh, do some different key combinations to re-enable my trackpad, which is not a thing on Chrome OS. That's a Windows thing. Um, so power wash, um, recovery media. You name it, you know, and I, I, I didn't want to be a jerk and be like, hey, dude, you know, I own Chrome Unboxed. I, I know how to reset hardware. And <laughs> I think I, think I just we, let I them go through their spiel. Yeah, I, I just went and let them yeah. go through their spiel. So finally, we're finally at a place where they're going to take it and attempt to repair it, which I don't have a lot of hope in that either. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what we're going to do because they're currently out of stock of these devices, so we may end up just getting a refund. Meaning that being the guy who I am, um, which is uh, Returnosaurus, uh, my, my first inkling with all this, just like get out of that chat, just get a re- just just return it. Just, yeah. uh, don't want it. I don't like it. Right, and the only reason I did not do that get is because we, on, so do something else. Yeah, we got a crazy, insane deal on this device. And we can't get that deal anymore is the only reason I'm trying to actually get an exchange. Yeah, and it's part of me if it's that one if it's going to be that big of an issue, we'll just go with a different device. I yeah, because yeah. I mean, like some of these problems are ones that I had on my review unit of yeah, the same right. Yeah. These are I'm, these are. I'm a bit <laughs> concerned that maybe there was a bad run of them in the early parts of manufacturing, right. and they know it. And so yeah. they're when they're doing these sales, that that batch is the one that they're sending out. Yep. Uh, oh gosh, I hope that's not the case. That would be real slimy. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't uh, shock me. One that bit. would that would shock me that bit. would that would be not cool. But man, now he's might telling be... me the serial number's wrong, even though I'm literally sitting here looking at the serial number. <laughs> it's because it doesn't I line sh- up with their Windows devices. I can't. He said there should be a letter at the end, and I'm like, but there's not. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm looking at I'm, it. I'm just gonna send him this picture and. Look. Let them roll with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's that. <laughs> if you see an awesome deal for the Samsung Galaxy, maybe just hold off for a second. Let us investigate a little bit, and we might have to write an article about this. Uh, okay. Let's get back to the Pixel, the Pixel T Tizzle. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why I think that's funny. I'm I'm an idiot. Uh, so. The other thing that they're kind of highlighting in this teaser is um, Android 12 and Material U. And yep. as part of that, we, we also wrote another article this week. Uh, Michael Michael has, I guess, I don't know if that's his main d- device or if he has another device that he, he has. has a, and, he has a Go, but... Yeah. yeah so. uh, no, no, I'm talking about his phone. Oh, uh, getting, I think it's his main device. Getting, uh, yeah, he's got it in beta, in the beta program. And so he ended up getting uh, the beta 5 update and i guess there was there were several several updates there and yeah. they're they're obviously they're they're pushing to get all of this ready for the fall with this with this launch of this new phone obviously it has to be ready and man i just gotta say again material you looks so awesome yeah like watching that little watching that little video i'm just i can't wait to try it i can't wait to mess around with it it, it it's something different 
Yeah. And I think that's what's going to excite a lot of people. This is a different looking phone. And the user experience when you open up the phone and start using it is going to be a little different. And I think that's needed because for we've been, man, we've been on this this iterative uh, uh, kind of phase here for a while where these phones are um, a lot alike and they are just getting they're getting better, but just you know little bit by little bit. And the OS, uh, when was the last real big update to Android? Well, as far as a look, uh, yeah. I think... Yeah, 10? Was it 10? No. No, nine. I think they did something... Uh, I, I want to say it was 9 or 10, where you had the big... I'm trying to think of it with this, phones. Oh, with Pixel. Pixel phones. Um, like, which phone launched with, like... I remember there was one. It might have been 10. Yeah, I want to say it was Pixel 3. Kind of had a pretty big revamp to a lot of the look of a lot of things. Uh, we, I'd have to go back and look. It's been a few years, though. We've kind of had the... It's funny how we uh, adapt. Yeah, the latest material-looking stuff for a little yeah. bit. But the, the thing that's exciting about Material U, just in general, and I'm looking through these. Uh, so Michael's article, he put in the the images from uh, uh, Google had made a post about this, I think, on the Workspace, uh, on their Workspace blog. And they're just trying to show, like, hey, all of our services, here's what they're looking like now in Android uh, with Material U. And, and then you've got these side-by-sides, and you get to see, like, it's not this – massive overhaul there's just a um a cohesion to yeah. all the elements like all of it yep. goes together like material google material it went through 1.0 and 2.0 and it, oh, i don't know it just felt like it was close but sometimes it's like okay well if this is material and this is material these don't look like they belong in the same family when i flip through now the all these screenshots that michael has in this little gallery and i look at the material you and the material you dynamic on each of these different applications, they all look like they belong to the same family of applications. Like the between the text, the the way that the symbols look on the screen, just like all these little attentions to detail. Um, you know, I, I really think that that this is going to be awesome. And like all this stuff's going to start coming to web, um, so your your web stuff is going to look better. Um, Gmail. Know, I hope, yeah, Gmail and Docs <laughs> and all, all of those things on the web will get the same treatment because now with Material U, they've created this very specific way. Here's how you build your stuff. You want a button? This is what a button looks like. Um, you want a, a plus, you know, a floating, uh, what I can't remember what they call that thing, a little floating button. Uh, you know, here's what that looks like. Uh, here's the the, the uh, font you will use for this type of thing. Here's what a heading font looks like. Here's where you put the uh, you know menu button. Here's where you put the the icons. Here's where you know all those things are laid out. And this is how we're going to do our thing. And so at least Google made stuff. Um, I don't expect third party developers to all fall in line here. Obviously, they don't want to look exactly like Google apps. But when I pick up a Pixel, like the the launcher the Google app, the apps made by Google, Gmail and all their services, Google Keep, um, Docs. I think YouTube should 100% fall in line with this. Um, you know, YouTube Music, anything that is a Google property, they should all fall into this look. Like I should open it up and know for sure that I've got a Google product just because of the way it looks. And they have a design language now that is um, clearly defined enough uh, and unique enough in Material U to actually go and do it. Now, I don't know how that'll work on the web and stuff, like the Material U stuff where it's like, oh, this adapts to your background. 
Chrome OS, obviously, will get that down the road. But like Chrome in Windows, I don't, I don't know how that'll work. Uh, Chrome could. Uh, you, you might, there might be an option down the road for Chrome says, hey, uh, you know, we'll grab, we can grab your, as long as you give us permission to look at your wallpaper, we'll, uh, we'll make the wallpaper match, you know, your Chrome theme. Or maybe you set a wallpaper in Chrome and it just goes off of that. Like, I love all of that stuff because I like changing my wallpapers and I just love the idea that the theme of my phone is just, I'm just going to be changing it all the time just because it having that new fresh look is just something nice. Like sometimes I'll go through, but I'm not a themer on my phone. I just, I don't want to do all that. I'm that, that sounds super lazy, but, and if that means I'm lazy, then sure, I'll take that. Uh, I don't, I don't want to change out my icons and, and redo my home screens and do it like that's too much, but to be able to just swap my wallpaper and watch everything just kind of change like in and out of apps and all that stuff, like that's going to be awesome. Uh, especially on a, on a Chromebook too. I can't wait for all that stuff to start happening. So yeah, it's, it's bigger than just Android 12, uh, beta five, you know, this is, this is a sign of what's going to happen. Like Google has spent multiple iterations on material design. And this is like the culmination of years of them going, okay, this is our look right now. And material, you can just change. Like they can, eventually just update and say, Hey, we're gonna make our buttons do this now or whatever or material you 2.0. Uh, but I, I feel like they've created a baseline now of here's, here's what it looks like. Now go and, you know, deploy all these elements. And when we change it, you know, when we say this is what material you 2.0 is, you just, you swap the buttons out or whatever, but all the color matching stuff, all will just probably stay around for a while. I hope it's really, it's I really would, a cool thought. I would love to have, <clears throat> Um, an in-depth conversation with someone at Google and have them explain some of this code and how this is happening on the back end, <laughs> how it's able to adapt and pick these big colors hairy, and how, it, how it's audacious goals. Right. So um, if we're going to talk to somebody about it, let's like, let's get Matias Duarte on here. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been a fan of his since he was a web OS guy. So, Oh yeah. Like yeah. Cause he, he, he did, he was on stage at the last event that they they did where it was at the campus. What what was that for? That was uh, oh my I gosh. Yeah, yeah, that I, was uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I remember him getting up there and giving a whole talk yeah. about this. He's, but he's I could, the one I that introduced remember. Material U and yeah. did the whole presentation at the beginning of it anyway. Uh, but yeah, he's they they poached him over from from Palm way back. So he he's been responsible for uh, the shift to the, even the original Material like Google Material Design. Yeah. That was him. Right. Which, oh. which, gosh, I mean, was I feel like uh, ahead of its curve when they started first doing all of that stuff. Um, you didn't, you didn't see a lot of that. I think there was still um, some of that like first wave of like t- <laughs> tech stuff that was still going on, and people were just trying to follow Apple on a lot of design things. Well, no, if you and then back, Google was um, like back then on at that point, Google, uh, Apple was still stuck in their whole uh, what is that called when you, you skeuomorphic. Yes. A bunch of skeuomorphic yeah. stuff still. Like your calculator looked like a calculator, you know, and you oh, yeah. look like a cork board, that kind of stuff. There's uh, there's still there's still some of that lingering around oh, yeah. in, in Mac OS. I'm literally I'm sitting here looking at GarageBand and GarageBand, the uh, the controls on the bottom are made to look like Actual a, knobs. a a server yeah, in, in like the shadowing and everything is all made to look like that and the switches, like there's little switches on here that actually look like a, a switch on an amplifier or something. Oh, there's yeah. screws on the side to make it look like it's screwed like come on. <laughs> like whatever. But um But yeah, it's but yeah, I think they it's were, they yeah. were still doing that. Windows, remember, had come out with a Windows eight. 
they completely flipped Windows over and made it tablet first. They changed the start menu where it was this big pop-up screen. Like Windows 8 was a mess when you look back at it. Like it got them to Windows 10, but whew, it was a mess. 8.1 helped it. Uh, but Windows 8 had come out. They were trying to push this whole tablet flat design, big blocks of <laughs> yeah, color on yeah, people. Yeah, I remember that. Now, it worked really well, I thought, on Windows Phone. I never owned a Windows Phone uh, before it got canned. Uh, but, like, the look... It worked of with a guy that had one. It was it was interesting. Those live tiles and stuff were really... There were some cool things mm-hmm. going on there. Uh, and so, it's like Google took that and said, okay, what if we did that but not uh, as dorky? Like, yeah, it was just no, really, they simplified it, yeah. And so, like, yeah, let's do these flat colors, let's get rid of gradients and you know, uh, shadows, and and, and, but they do use shadows, they just use them so tastefully now, yeah. Um, and their whole thing with the original material design was like, we want this to be like papers stacked. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as uh, you move them, there are going to be shadows, but there's these huge shadows, like your papers don't float off the desk, it's just exactly, yeah, you can sense the depth, like, and it's like it's always been this kind of tasteful. And I think Chrome OS does a good job of that. I mean, it still has, I think, a lot of material 1.0 stuff in it, but like when you minimize your windows and look at the drop shadow that's there, it's not egregious, but you can clearly look and tell which windows on top without having to think too hard about it. Um, but I'm, I'm looking very forward to seeing Material U uh, rolled out on Chromebooks. Uh, I can't wait until that starts happening. And I hope that they just, I just hope they do it all kind of as one thing. And I, I'm thinking that's why like dark mode has been held back. Like clearly, if you go into Dev or Canary and turn on the dark mode flags, like they work. They work honestly really well now. Um, and so I'd love to think that, you know, they've been kind of cleaning those up and those are in good shape, but you don't really need dark mode necessarily. I guess you still could just flip dark mode on, but you know, if I choose to go with a, a, a theme based on a wallpaper, that's dark, it's going to have dark elements all over my, so like, I think you, you, they need to make sure dark mode works with this material you thing as well. Like it, it, it doesn't need to be its own thing. Like it's just part of the material you experience now. And so um, I I'm, I'm looking real forward to it. It's going to be dope whenever, you know, you've got a phone that has, and, and this is the case already, if you if you own a Pixel and you open your Chromebook, there's there's some similarities, but it's going to be cool to see them get even more cohesive, like even more, you almost have this unique kind of experience of Material U where it's, um, you can have kind of similar backgrounds on your, on your Chromebook and on your, on your phone and everything's kind of adapting and creating this yeah kind of unique experience for for you a personalized experience which is the whole point material you so um so yeah obviously more to come soon on all of this especially in regards to the phone and material you rolling out uh, with android 12 so stay tuned for all of that folks we're obviously going to report uh as we learn more so we're going to take a quick break for an ad right now but we've got a lot more to talk about so stay tuned This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. 
They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. This episode is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. Is your school district going one-to-one? Do you manage thousands of Chromebooks or other IT assets like projectors and smartboards? If so, you'll want to listen to this. Visor is a Chromebook management solution that seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system, now including PowerSchool. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents all in one click. To find out more, do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks, or click the link in the show notes. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. We didn't order Jimmy John's today, which is weird. You know why? Because there's four pounds of smoked pork in the refrigerator. That's why. Talk about uh, like hobbies that we have uh, that we all uh, enjoy. We always like Robbie's got uh, ball golf. I've got disc golf. Gabe loves to smoke meat, and he's darn good at it too. I I do enjoy. I smoked. Let's see. It was. Right under seventy pounds on Tuesday, so it was an all day. It was it was an all day affair. Yeah, using your smoker, or did you get a different? Yeah, smoker? no, I use my smoker. So my vertical smoker will hold four shoulders. So I had to do two rounds. Yeah. So it it was an all day. What sort of? Well, I, I've I know I've seen the photos, but what brand yeah, and yeah, stuff it's is nothing. It? It's nothing fancy. I actually got it free from a friend of mine. He's an attorney right around the corner here, and he had posted it on Facebook one day. Uh, free to a good home. Cause he had got a new smoker. I was like, Josh had a, has a truck. The guy, the guy that works in the co-working space. So I said, Hey Josh, what are you doing on lunch? <laughs> Can we go get Can this you help right me real now? quick? Cause it's like, get it or it's gone. So it's just a vertical box smoker. So the way it works is it's vertical. So it's tall. It has a gas uh, fire ring in the bottom. And mm-hmm. then there is a water box on top mm-hmm. of that. So your wood goes in the center. The water goes around the outside and the water just keeps the temperature regulated. So the only drawback of that is when you use the water style, you don't get quite as good of a bark on the outside Mm -hmm. because there's always a little bit of steam rolling around the box, but I've got mine. I bought a new, uh, add-on regulator for my uh my gas line so i can kind of tweak it mm, so i've yeah. got it i've got it honed pretty good i can yep. close the door and walk away so my next step will be upgrading to like a traeger or one of those pellet ones that you can set it and forget it yeah because the best the best smoked meat goes in and you don't look at it until it's done yeah yeah so what cut what cut was this so they were pork shoulders or boston butts they're the same thing so most of them were between seven and eight pounds each so i had one on the bottom and then two in the center and then one on top and it it works really well yeah yeah yeah. we were we were we were laying we were laying low obviously gabriel and i are are both uh fully vaccinated but just because of the exposure with with Robbie and everything, we were we were kind of laying low. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Gabe got Gabe got some smoking time in, yeah. uh, which is which is always appreciated when he brings it to the office. Because I'm not kidding, it is it is some of the best smoked meat that I've ever had. So yeah, I uh, put I put Gabe's, it's uh, it's right up there against any any. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be my next. So Robbie's going to focus on building some sort of golf 
influencer website. Yeah. Mine will be mine yeah. will be smoked the meats. There's some great YouTube channels for smoke. There are. For, uh, for Michael had actually introduced me to one who I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I follow him on YouTube now, and his the stuff he does is just he does some crazy but bizarre. His isn't just about smoking; it's just like meats in general. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of really good really good channels out there with a big following but even some like Traeger's actual YouTube channel is really good um, there's a there's a master built has a really good one too yeah. but if you want to just learn how to do some of that stuff at home it doesn't take a lot and uh, go Google um, Alton Brown homemade terracotta mm-hmm, pot mm-hmm, smoker mm-hmm. you can buy a big terracotta pot from Lowe's an electric burner and a metal pie pan and you can make a smoker that will work as good yeah. as anything yeah. that you can buy. Yeah. Cuz all it is is time, smoke and steady heat. And, and That's heat. all Consistent that matters. Heat. Yep. Yeah. So. See, I went uh I my brother got a nice um electric smoker. He gave me his old smoker which uh is is really funny. Once I got it, I dug into to some of the community around this thing. Uh they call it the the El Cheapo Brinkman. And it is a Brinkman. You can go buy it at Walmart or wherever. It's uh, 30, 40 bucks or something. Uh, but you can modify it to where uh, you can basically put your uh, coals down in the very bottom and you can basically rig it up to where you just lift the entire thing off of your coals when you need to adjust your, your coals and, 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 and you stoke the fire a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that way you're not opening up this thing constantly. So I did that. I added a thermometer and stuff to it. Uh, but it's, it's, that's work, man. Like smoking meat that way, tending to your coals all day, trying to keep the temperature regulated, that's, that's a bit of work. And I mean, even with an electric or a gas smoker, like you, you're, it's still, you know, you still got to tend to it a little yeah. bit. And that's why, that's why but it's I, not near I grabbed as hard that as when it charcoal. came up because with the gas heat, you can keep the temperature pretty regulated. Yeah. I have a pretty good sized grill that has a smoker box on the side of it and it works great, but you're talking about, you got to be oh. there constantly. Oh yeah. Basically all day. The temperature out, uh, the temperature outside changes or the wind picks up on my deck Dude. and then those flames start to, f- I mean, I had a, I had a, I, I I had a brisket that I tried to do and it was windy that day. It was a nightmare. I had, it was whenever I was remodeling my house, I had the cabinets all stacked up. One of the cabinets blew over and knocked the smoker over. (laughs) Luckily I'd wrapped, I'd already, I'd already wrapped the meat at that point because it was towards the end. I'd, I'd wrapped, took it out and wrapped, wrapped it. Um, Okay. Enough of hobbies and and, and smoking meat. Robbie (laughs) is taking a nap. Speaking of hobbies, I'm sitting here looking through the chromium uh, repositories actually. Uh Oh, yeah, there you go. I just uh, I found something we'll have to discuss later. Um, and that is and that is gosh. cool. That is one interesting thing about what we do is hey, our main hobby me. is our job. <laughs> yeah, our main hobby is what we do. For yeah, a living, you know what? A friend of mine, uh, some friends of mine, their daughter recently got married, and uh, he is he's in ministry, but he was playing football. He was on scholarship at Campbellsville. Uh, university, they're Campbellsville University, right? Yeah, yeah. Their university, uh, local college here down the road. Uh, had some medical issues. They weren't sure what was going on. Uh, obviously, his scholarship was in jeopardy because he m- might not be able to play. I'm not sure what the outcome of the medical stuff was, but Campbellsville um, offered him an assistant coach job to keep his scholarship and keep doing what he's doing. And his wife, I think his wife, uh, the, the Zoe, uh, she had posted a picture yesterday and it said, uh, do what you love and make it a job. 
Yeah. And I'm like, that, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, he gets to keep doing what he loves doing and he obviously doesn't lose his school scholarship. Or yeah. Anything, so. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Definitely feel, feel very <laughs> grateful. hundred percent. Most days that we get to do this. Uh, but let's dig into, uh, let's dig into a couple other things. Let's start with the new Lenovo Chromebook duet that was announced. It is going to be, are they going to drop IdeaPad? You guys were talking and I was Yeah, so IdeaPad gets dropped in North America most times. There's a couple of devices. You know, I don't even know if the Flex 5 is listed as the IdeaPad here in the U.S., but like the original duet for all those, yeah, like the original duet, they're dropping it here. So it's just going to be the duet five. Chrome, five chrome where's the five is just random what's the deal with five i don't know why because they have flex the five. five yeah why is it the why five? do they it's have not... five um huh. i don't know what five but, signifies with I, yeah because you have the flex um, five and you have the five i it's just like uh i think it's like acer so acer has the 300 series five uh, yeah, yeah so if you think true. about lenovo's chromebook three yep that's true it's always their lower end so five is more of a mid range. So I they have a, a seven model. Play this out. The the original duet would be the uh, Lenovo Chromebook Duet IdeaPad three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, these names. These names are so great. No, but this yeah, is dumb. they're real dumb. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, this is a thirteen point three inch device, yeah. and it has a snapdragon processor this time around did we get clarification on what's going on with this and i i I know you had sent robbie you had sent the one article from another publication where i think they were maybe they had misreported or were a little confused on the processor they reported what lenovo said um so here's where the confusion comes in um lenovo stated very clearly in their press event that this is the gen 2 um in the the presser uh everything says it's the Snapdragon 7C Gen 2, which, to be fair, isn't very different than the Gen 1. Um, we have an article about that exact thing. Um, actually, I'm making a note to include that article uh, real quick before I forget it. Gen 1 v. Gen 2 article. Okay. Um, just because I want to make sure that that note is in the in the post when this goes live. Um, but... They're literally the same chip. They didn't change anything about them. They're the same Cortex cores. It's the same chip. They took advantage of some sort of new thing they figured out um, that allows them to bump the clock speed. I think it goes from 2.4 to 2.55. That, that literally is it. Um, Whoa. Which yeah, means <laughs> nothing. Like it, you probably would not be able to tell the difference between no distinguishable difference. No. Yeah, because and, if you go and look at Geek uh, Geekben- Geekbench scores, wow, I can't talk Geekbench. Geekbench, boy, Geekbench, boy. Um, the the tested uh, frequency on Geekbench, it, it's neither one of those. <laughs> it's just whatever it's t- whatever the operating system and the CPU are working at together is the frequency you're getting. You get bursts here and there, but nobody you don't you never realize that max. CPU frequency anyway. So, yeah, it's just a matter of overhead, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, at the end of the day, it's the same chip. And because they're, they're not just so similar, like they're basically the same chip, um, th- there's a chance that there's something going on that we don't fully understand how they're doing it. Uh, we've talked about this being a possibility. We've never actually seen this done before, but there are two uh, boards that we're tracking in the, uh, the Chromium Garrett. Um, Hero Brine and Senor. 
And both of those boards are based on these, the SC7280. Um, that's the internal name for this Gen 2. So the SC7180 is the code name, the internal code name uh, for the Snapdragon 7C. And so all these devices that are coming out, we see we've been tracking them. You know, Coach Z is the HP Chromebook 11. Like we know that. Um, we know the name of its um, uh, uh, keyboard. Like we know all those things. Well, there's no, it would be impossible, I think, at this point for this device that Lenovo just announced to not show up as Homestar. I mean, quad speakers, OLED screen, and Lenovo making it. Like we, we've already talked about all this stuff. So that's, that is Homestar. Um, but Homestar is, is built on Trogdor, which Trogdor is the SC7180 chip. It is the standard 7C chip. Everything it's been built on is that. However, because it's so easy probably for them to swap these two chips, because it's not like, oh, it's really close. We'd only have to tweak a couple things. My guess is the instruction set would literally be the same, like no different at all. Uh, they might just be able to up. They might have made the choice to upgrade to the the, the Gen 2 7C uh, last minute and before manufacturing. And here, Brian and Senor in the repositories, we've not seen any more boards since that uh, chip showed up. Um, those might just be reference boards that they can use to test and be sure that things work. And, and they just use those to, to push these out. We won't know until we get it. Uh, and even when we do get it, I was looking at the HP Chromebook 11. I don't know exactly how we can define Gen 1, Gen 2. Uh, I, I spent a good hour trying to find like Android applications and different web apps that would actually identify your specific chip. And for ARM chips, there's just, it's not there. It'll identify the architecture, but the architecture on these chips are identical. So, right. so I, don't I, don't, I don't know how. A way for us to prove that one. Because yeah, uh, Geekbench doesn't spit out that, that number, does it? No, it'll, it'll, tell you, it'll tell you the cores. You know? right. It'll tell you clock yeah. speed and stuff. But, so I don't... I don't know. Maybe we can hit up uh, Luke and see if Luke knows anything. We could take it apart. I don't even know that would help. Well, but it's worth a try, though. Right? <laughs> yeah. Gabe just wants to take things apart. <laughs> I haven't broken anything in like three months, man. <laughs> uh, but all that to say, like this device is supposedly coming with the Gen Two. I, I, I don't know. I don't. It, yeah. it doesn't matter, honestly. But what you're, yeah, what it you're saying is it doesn't matter. So who, no. who cares? Yeah. Which that day, reminds me, we we have one, two. Four, four or five new products in the office since you left, Robbie. So you need to, you know, as soon as this is over, you got to get back. We got yeah. so much we're stuff to film. do. We're gonna yeah. film every day. Yeah, we're gonna have a crazy. lot to do. Which one is great. per day. Yeah. Joe, start editing all yeah. day. Yeah, I'm never. I'm stop. ready. I'm ready. Um, yeah, it's got some new swag too. Got uh, some hoodies and t-shirts and stuff from CTL. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, th this, this device clearly again is, is Homestar. Um, and it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. And you know, it's funny. I was having a conversation in our Chromie chat, which is just full of a bunch of random people that like Chromebooks and are in the industry in different ways. Uh, Gabe and you I were, there. you were in the Chromie chat. Yeah. Uh, Mason even said, uh, something about, uh, Speak of the de speak the devil's name and he shall appear. <laughs> <laughs> like I rarely get in there, but I know I get in there more than you do. So yeah, that's, I lurk uh, in there every once in a while. Honestly, it's usually just to clear my notification bar in Discord. <laughs> but 
you know, that, that chat just goes wildly in all sorts of directions. It rarely even comes back to Chromebooks and no knock to them. They can talk about whatever they want. Uh, but ultimately like it used to, they used to talk about Chrome and Chromebooks a lot more. And now it's, I mean, heck they renamed it to, uh, um, Tech, tech trash, trash talk goes here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I mean, everybody just kind of busts on everybody. And so it's like, it's, it's fine. Uh, anyway. Uh, but I got at mentioned, I think is why I went in there, or maybe I just clicked it open at the right time. But, uh, Mason, Oh, that's what it was. Mason had reposted, uh, your post about this tablet. Oh, okay. In there. Oh, I see you in there now. Yeah, just just making an appearance. I know, randomly sticking. I do. I'm in the Linux. We have a Linux uh, hangout, a Google chat. I still call it a hangout. We have a Linux chat that I'm in more frequently than I am this. (laughs) I see Matt's always in there. By the way, is Uh, that is that Matt from Google? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Man, I haven't talked to him in for yep, Power Matt. I haven't talked to him in ages. He we used to talk cars all the time, which probably, one, one of his latest posts is a picture of a car. That's not a gif. Where'd you go, man? Why don't you talk about me talking to me about cars anymore? Uh, Mason had put in a, a, a reposted the article about it, and he's like, Yeah, this looks interesting. And so he and I chatted back and forth, just a couple messages. Um, you know, at thirteen point three inches. Um it seems weird. Like it's a 16 by nine screen. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I get it. Uh, but his point was, Hey, I, I've had other devices like this and I don't generally take the keyboard off. It's just nice to be able to do it when I want to. And I'm like, I, I totally get that. Um, I completely get that. My, my issue with, uh, tablets that you're going to use. And I've said this about iPads too. Devices that you're going to primarily use uh, in a clamshell type mode, desktop type mode, that don't do that very well, don't make sense to me. And so, if you're if you're never if like if ninety percent of the time you're keeping the keyboard on, you're using the kickstand, all that stuff, why why not a thin and light Chromebook? Like <laughs> it's so much better to use on your lap, on the couch, on a desk, anywhere. Like from a just pick it up and use it perspective. It's just better. And so it gets super confusing to me. Um, I, for me, like the whole tablet is a laptop thing. I think the HP is as close as it's gotten. And I feel like I would maybe have felt different about it if the processor wasn't sluggish. So if the processor was quicker um, and it, it didn't like, I want to write a, a whole piece about why in the world we don't have a few detachable Jasper Lake Chromebooks. We've got a Jasper Lake Chromebook. I have no no evidence that any of them are coming. Um, I've got a Jasper Lake Chromebook here that's a convertible, and you know it's scoring thirty five thousand on Octane. You know it's the Pentium Silver one or whatever, but it doesn't need fans. It doesn't need a lot of space. It's a small chip. It does all the things you would want out of a, you know, uh, an arm chip or whatever. You can make a thin light device, but you don't have to sacrifice performance on yeah, it. Yeah, and that's it. And that's probably a good idea for a good uh, idea for an article right there. It doesn't I understand why they're pursuing ARM for tablet and mobile devices, but I don't understand why they're not sticking with Intel as well. Intel's tried and true with Chrome OS and right. it's and it's ARM's just not on par with Intel right now in that department until we see these newer SOCs come out. Yeah, the H one ninety five might completely change my mind on that. And that's it fine. might. But both can work. I yeah. Mean, 
I have a hard time believing, even if the 8195 is as good as we hope, that it's going to be getting these kind of scores. Yeah, I mean, the, the, good, the good majority of Android apps work just fine on Intel chips. So, like you said, just put one of these small core processors in there. They're small. They don't have fans. There's no reason, especially in a device that's 13.3 inches and is designed to be a, a multitasker. It's designed to be a laptop. I want, I want Jasper Lake power, not MT8183 power. Exactly. Whatever. You know, and the 7C is way faster than the than the um, eighty one eighty three MediaTek that's in the duet, and it's still, man, you feel it like constantly feel it. Um, and I feel like if that wasn't the problem, I would have tried to expand my use of the tablet a little bit more. Uh, but ultimately, what what I'm wanting from something like that is, you know, the ability. Like I'm sitting at my desk right now, like I have a big screen here, and I would have the tablet over on the side as kind of my secondary monitor no keyboard attached, you know, and USB-C running into the monitor. And I've got a keyboard and mouse sitting out here that I use when I'm sitting at the desk. When I'm ready to go, I pop it off there and I can take it over to the desk when we're podcasting, if I didn't have COVID and, you know, and use it, you know, on the desk for stuff like that. And then, you know, if the stylus worked the way that I want it with like cursive or something, and I could really take notes, like honestly, use it for note taking on a regular basis. You know, like I can start to see some of those things where this becomes a companion device that I start reaching for a little bit more often. Uh, But it all comes down for me to performance because I just I'm not going to reach for that device when it's so much jankier feeling to use than my phone. My phone is nice and smooth and it all those things I would do with that portable device. I just do on my phone most. Maybe it's time we revisit um, a Chrome Unbox branded Chromebook. Yeah. We just hook up with the one of these white label manufacturers and be Steven. like, hey, this is a long term plan. You know, we want to spend some time doing this, but what would we need to do to just make this thing and just do it? Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, the, the, the devices are out there. Like, it's it's all there. Um, and that's the, the curious part of all of it. And I get it. Like, these things have to be done a year, year and a half in advance. And so the things that people are seeing writing on the wall right now, they can't. It's not like you can just be like, oh, let's go make a Chromebook and next month it'll be out. Like it doesn't, it, it's not that fast. And so they're always going to be behind the curve of what people want or need. But yeah, it's, it's super interesting to me that we don't have any, like with so many Jasper Lake Chromebooks on the horizon, I can't find anything about one of them being detachable because ultimately when it comes down to it, the, we would know the keyboard unless they, they, yeah. had, uh, they when was the last detached keyboard that, isn't going to be based on the Hammer keyboard, but literally every detachable keyboard for Chrome OS has always been based on Hammer, yeah. Intel or ARM, doesn't matter. And so, when was the last Intel detachable we had? The X2 or uh, the Slate? Technically, the Slate. Yeah, yeah Slate. Yeah. It's the latest model, uh, Intel based, and so yeah, they, there's not been one since then, and there's not been one using their mobile processors. And it's like now that their mobile processors are really capable, like the times now, like you've got a device that isn't going to feel sluggish when I go like uh, the HP 11, like our X211, like, you know, just the multitasking gestures jar and, and stop and lag all the time. I'm like, that stuff is so off putting. It makes me not want to use it in tablet mode. And the size and weight of that device begs for you to use it in tablet mode. And so it's like the software and hardware are constantly warring with one another. And so I don't know that any of those things get fixed 
just because Lenovo puts a an OLED panel at 13.3 inches. As a matter of fact, I think it all gets even more confusing with a device like this. Like, is the screen going to look awesome? Yeah, it's going to look great. Quad speakers are probably going to sound awesome. And so for a, a media device, like maybe this one does solve some things to where it's like, hey, prop this up on a table and watch content on it. Like, it's great for watching content. Uh, if, you know, somehow between now and then they really fix some of this USI stuff, I doubt that. But, you know, and it's great for note taking and it becomes something where, hey, it's really good to use in your lap and stuff. But, you know, I detach it when I need it. I can see that. But here's the problem. I've, I can already tell from the images that the, the keyboard portion of it's just like the Duet where it doesn't magnetically attach to the bottom of the screen. So that whole flopping around thing we got on the slate, we get on the Duet. It's going to be pleasant here. So it's not going to be good in your lap. It's actually going to be pretty terrible uh, to use in your lap. You're going to have to put it on a desk. And so, again, for a device that's 13.3 inches, 16 by 9 screen, that's Pixelbook Go. That's Samsung Galaxy Chromebook. Great. Those those devices are great. Well, except the one we were talking about earlier. Um, <laughs> not the ones we get. <laughs> um, Samsung Galaxy Chromebook 2. Like, think about those types of devices and being able to pop the screen off when you want. Like, that sounds really awesome. Except if you're going to leave the screen or the keyboard attached most of the times, you're going to use it as a Chromebook most of the times, That's that becomes the issue. Uh, that becomes the constant back and forth. And, and the part of it that I, I have a hard time like putting in a slot, like figuring out where to put my mind on this stuff. And so ultimately for reviewing these devices, for me, it, it, it always ends up coming back to this like philosophical thing about tablets and detachables and all this stuff. Well, I think a lot of people just want to know, like, is it built well? You know, how's it perform? Uh, how's it do in tablet mode and all that kind of stuff? Not really me waxing poetic about uh, whether or not tablets the position are position of Chrome OS tablets in the yeah. market. Um, it's, <laughs> Their usefulness. Because here's the other thought I had, and I'm sharing this because I'm just kind of verbally processing some of this stuff. But, uh, you know, with with tablets in general. If there was, in my mind, if there was this great need, like I'm like, man, you know what? I need around between my workflow and just the way I consume content. What would be really helpful is a fantastic 11-inch tablet that just is smooth and built well and works with Google stuff uh, and has a great pen input and maybe even a dedicated keyboard for when I need it. Well, guess what? That's already out there. It's called the iPad Pro. I could go get it. I can go with the iPad Air, and it's got a dedicated keyboard. But I don't want to hook a tablet to a keyboard all the time. I'm talking about, like, do I need a tablet, like actually a tablet that I'm going to pick up and use versus my phone? And even if I had an iPad Air, the new iPad Air sitting on the on the counter, when I'm sitting on the couch or I'm watching television or I'm doing whatever, I'm reading a book, laying in bed reading a book, or I'm looking something up, or I'm watching TikTok, or I'm anything. Pick all the stuff that we do, the way that we consume, and the way that we do things. In my mind, I can tell you right now, no, I'm not going to go reach for another device. I'm going to grab the one that's in my pocket. And I don't know. I just, I'm not sure where tablets fit. I just don't know where they actually fit. Like, I would have to make a concerted effort to to decide to use it instead. Um and I just don't know that I'm going to do that. Like, yeah, maybe reading some news, maybe. Um, we should do a we should do a poll or something because obviously people bought the duet 
like crazy. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, I'm curious, like yeah, what they bought it for. I didn't get to do my Monday poll this week. Yeah, I could what, do that. What, yeah. what did they actually use it for? Do you, ha- in, like, do you, f- f- there's a couple questions here. Do you have, do you have another device that you use for work? Right. Right. Do you, do you use have it for just tablet yeah, stuff? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Like, what sort of apps do you use most frequently? Um, what you know? Do you have a large screen phone? Okay. Like, there's some of these questions we could ask our audience and maybe try to figure out a little of this because I'm with you, Robbie. I don't get it. I really don't. I I did use the Slate for a long time over at my house because. Um, we were, we were talking about like home offices and stuff. I, I'm fortunate enough to have a nice home office and cause I don't have any kids or anything. So I get to have a whole room dedicated to my office and disc golf. It's great. Um, but I would use, I would use this slate, uh, quite a bit in the mornings. Um, as I was reading through the news, having some coffee, go sit out on my back porch and, you know, being able to cool. I, I have the slate set up at my desk. That's kind of my workstation at home. But if I want to go sit on the couch and, and look through the news or do some work there, I can do that and I can pop it off and use it that way. Um, but the slate was powerful enough that I could actually do, I could do all of my work on it. Right. Um, that's not the case really with the mm-hmm. duet. I mean, I, I, I probably could. Um, I guess I'd, I don't have a, I never had a secondary monitor over at the house well, I, I did there for a little while. Remember, um, the duet wouldn't even work with most of them. Yeah, it, so, so the duet wouldn't even do that. So I'm just curious. I, I, maybe we should. We should do a poll. That would be great. Um, yeah. But I'm with you, Robbie. I don't get, I don't get it. That's no, the I other really thing. Like it. you just mentioned that. I forgot about that factor, too. Because, again, I just this stuff swirls in my head a lot. And I just don't know where to put it. Because clearly people want these things. And I just don't know why. And, it, 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 again, it's it's not like, oh, why do you like that? Like I'm, I'm legitimately curious as to what people use them for why they reach for them. Like my brother, for instance, when we were on vacation a few weeks back, well, a month ago, over a month ago, um, you know, I noticed he still had some work to do uh, in and out. Like he was trying to stay out of work, but he ended up having to get, he got sucked into a few things and he has the big iPad pro with the, you know, weirdo kind of floating iPad holder keyboard thing that Apple did. Uh, and that was, which, which, which is, which I got to say, it's kind of cool. It's dope. Like, cool. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, you know, and it makes it bulky. It's just as heavy and big as carrying around a MacBook. You totally. Know, different. Not once did I see him ever take his iPad off of that thing. It stayed connected to that. It constantly was used in that way. He never picked it up and used it all with the touchscreen. It was constantly using it as a MacBook, which is fine. Like, it's completely fine to, to be like, hey, I'm because a lot of people that use Macs want a touchscreen. They miss having a touchscreen. Um you know, and being able to kind of have that lean forward type of approach, um, you know, and I'm, I'm visualizing that as I'm sitting here looking at this HP Chrome base, you know, I, there are multiple times I just reach up and do stuff on the screen because it's quicker than going and moving the mouse. Like it's nice to have touch, but Chromebooks have that already. The majority of Chromebooks have touchscreen enabled on them. So again, I still don't get it. Um, and but for him, like, you know, it was answering emails. It was, you know, looking through a couple documents. It was that kind of stuff. iPads are fine for that. Uh, and Chrome OS tablets are, are fine for that stuff, too. You know, if it's basic browsing and that kind of stuff, then it's completely cool for you to just have a device that does the basics and gets out of the way. I just, I don't know, I guess, for me, like, when it starts getting up in price. So the HP gets into that price range to me where you start having to justify it a little bit. Uh, the Duet... Yeah, the, the performance isn't great and I can't use it for work, but it's priced in a way that it can be a companion device. Here's the thing. I've got two of them in my house. My kids don't use them that often. 
I'm logged into both of them. Anytime I want to grab one, that's right there. I can grab it. Guess how many times I've picked up a duet and used it in the last six months? Yeah. One guess. Zero. I was going to say one. No times. <laughs> zero times. Not even, t- not even to test something. Like zero. There's no urge in me to be like, ooh, this would be better on that. <laughs> never. I never think that. Uh, and so that just, so it's like, okay, I, I, I obviously don't have the urge to use this. But even if I did have the urge to use it, is it worth going and buying a nice device? So say, this played out in my head too, say the, the big iPad was the right device for me. Like I can do everything on it. I can use all my Google services on it. I can do, I can do all this stuff. And then it's, you know, it's a tablet. I get a, I can carry around a tablet. Um, even if it, it doesn't do extended screen properly, um, you know, if, I, if, if it could do some of those things and, you know, still has its limitations or whatever, it's still Apple. Is it worth $1,200 for me to go have a really nice tablet? Everything's smooth on it. The, the frame rates are really nice and it's as fast as a stinking MacBook because it's got the M1 in it. You know, it's going to play all my games really awesome and it's going to do all the stuff I want to do with just buttery smoothness all over the place. Oh, but I can't extend my display. It's multitasking still kind of weird and it's not really a desktop OS. And oh, I don't really, I've got a fake desktop browser. Like I know they say that Safari's kind of like, you know, like all of a sudden all these limitations encroach and it's like, the minute I can't really do my job on this anymore, I have a hard time justifying this as I, a, it becomes a tertiary device. It's, it's, I have my Chromebook, I have my work device, I have my phone. Now I'm going to have a third device that I'm going to spend a thousand bucks on for what now? Or, so or, now or even, why, why am I using this thing? What, yeah. what do I need it for? Or uh, even to spend, you know, $430 on the new Duet 5. I mean, right. it's, yeah, 430 bucks. That's not just, cheap you you can get a lot of chromebook for 430 i mean you can get a you can get a tiger lake convertible right. for that amount of money right I right mean, so it's, it's going to be a lot faster a hard. lot faster it's going to have the ability to extend to multiple displays at once versus the snapdragon processor can do one 1080p display externally um and it's not fast it's just not fast um and it's it's not terribly slow but you're going to feel it all the time all the time, no matter what you're doing, you're going to watch animations drop all over the place. You're going to see stuff crash. And like one of the things I was hoping with the Snapdragon processors was like, Oh, this 100% will mean every single, um, yeah. Android application is yeah, going to work. Yeah, yeah, perfectly. Yeah. Not just yeah. games, all yeah. of them. These should all work with perfection. It's Snapdragon. They've been in this thing forever. Wrong. No, it's not true. <laughs> still don't work. Stuff that works fine on Intel processors. Games that run better on the MediaTek device. Like, right. So I'm just right. like pulling my hair out like, what the heck is going on? Like, why and, is this? Thing and let's be honest, that is probably majority Google's fault because of the way they're running Android on Chrome OS. They did not they didn't get with Qualcomm and fix whatever needed to be fixed to get the pipes open because like you said, it should run perfectly, Yeah, but it's not running in the same way that Android runs on a phone. So obviously there's some, there's some wires that need to be connected because of the arc VM and all that stuff, but that they should have saw, they should have seen that way ahead of time. Like for example, I have, you know, I got call of duty, uh, mobile installed on it. It wouldn't even, the game itself wouldn't allow me to turn anything up over the absolute lowest settings. I mean, it looks like I'm playing Roblox. So terrible. And then still doesn't run well. Um, A simple game like 
uh, ultimate golf that I play on my phone that I've played on the MediaTek tablets just fine. They play, it plays pretty decently on Intel based Chromebooks. Not great, but it plays okay. Uh, almost completely unplayable because it's so laggy. And, and so it's just like one thing after another. It's just like, what? I don't understand. And then some apps are perfectly fine. Like they ran all kinds of apps. Great. So I mean, it's just like this all over the place. And it's so at 600 bucks, I can praise all sorts of things that HP did with this thing. The screen, the build quality, the keyboard, I think is really great. The kickstand's great. The magnets are strong. The recharging stylus is awesome. The fingerprint scanner, the cameras are good. Like all of that stuff is really nice. Like it's really, really nice. And if you know that you like Chromebook tablets already, it is an upgrade in every way over the duet in every single way. Um, but I'm just still a little con- like confused. And that's why I like the review process for it for me is I'm not going to get into all that. I'm just going to say, look, I'm not a tablet guy. Um, I still don't fully understand who the market's for, but clearly a lot of you all like them. Um, you know, so you let's like talk that. about it. <laughs> like, so Let's just go through the, yeah. what this thing does. This is good. And yeah. This is bad. Right. And hopefully you can take that information and make your decision on whether 600 bucks is worth it for you. Cause I'm telling you, even a six hundred dollar iPad that does right. stuff better than this to me is right. worth the purchase. That's why I don't own one. I've got you know the fourth gen mini, and I bought it for very particular reasons at the time. Like, and so and it was three hundred fifty or four hundred bucks. And so it's like I just don't, I don't I don't know what to do with that. And you know what it led me to? What it, this conversation I think always leads me to. Here's what I want: I want the Pixel Fold, and when I plug it in. It runs Chrome OS. Yep. Exactly. That's what I want. This is what, we, what we've been preaching for four or five years now. Because it can do it. It can do it, man. Because I, here's, I, here's the thing. Like with, with tablets, I feel like it it's kind of scratching that itch, that whole like one device can do it all itch. So if my tablet's my entertainment device and I'm reading my books on it and I'm you know consuming my content and I plug it in and boom, I'm working on it. I feel like it's due. I'm getting... Like that value, I think, is where it comes from. There's that that deep embedded thing with tech people. Like we want the all-in-one device. Like we just want that thing that does it all. Um, and it's been a phenomenon for a long time. And I don't think even the best tablet experience solves that for me. Nope, not yet. Point. Because yeah, phones definitely. are big and they're great. Like it's too it's too easy to have my phone. And you know, like reading, I, I read a lot on my wow. phone. And especially the new the new six pro. I mean that's a that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big yeah. phone. Yeah, big <laughs> nice canvas to put all yeah. kinds of stuff on. And right. And I'm like, okay, so that's perfect. Now, if I could open my phone up and get double that display to read on, the little bit of time I had the Galaxy Fold, that was honestly one of my absolute favorite things between it and the uh, Surface Duo. Both of them reading on those devices is phenomenal were like, you going were you going split where it looks like yeah, a book yeah, yeah. totally totally oh, it, i would love that it literally it made it made my heart happy i loved it um and i read a lot but it, it the, the folding fact phone factor was also great for like watching videos and playing games and doing this kind of stuff that i think uh, i would actually like better on a tablet but i'm not necessarily gonna like Again, if I'm at home and I'm going to watch a video, I'm probably going to cast it to the TV. I'm not going to sit and watch it on just my phone unless I'm just watching it to reference something or check something. Or if I'm watching it on social media. And again, I'm not going to put my phone down and go pick up a tablet for a few minutes and put it like that just doesn't make any sense. But if I could crack my phone open and it's a small tablet size, well, of course, I'm going to do that if it's just right there, you know, and it just opens up and starts doing that thing. And so 
all of a sudden a folding device done right on the outside has all the convenience of the phone, pick it up, interact, do my stuff. Crack it open has all the benefits of a tablet, more room for speakers, a bigger display, you know, more, just more content area. And then plug it into a dock and get Chrome OS on there. And now I take care of all my work. And then that inevitably leads me down the second part of that whole fantasy where it just kind of would make more sense if the phone ran Chrome OS. Totally. And they figured out a way with the Android container. They'd have to clean it way up. But to where when this thing is closed or open, either way, um, actually, you know, closed would be uh, Android's tablet mode, basically a split screen. So half the screen with your stuff on the bottom or whatever, they'd have to figure that out. But, you know, it, it runs all the same apps that you would want it to run, but it would have to be able to run Android's phone app and all that kind of stuff. Open it up and it's basically Android or Chrome OS's tablet mode where you can move stuff left and right on the screen with a launcher at the bottom, plug it in. It's Chrome OS desktop mode. Like it could do all of it. Um, I just, I don't know. So, so rather than having a phone that boots into, that's running Android that boots into Chrome OS when you dock it, it's just a Chrome OS device that makes phone calls. Yeah. I mean that, and they could, they could tweak the Android container in such a way that when I've got that thing closed, that's the only option I get. Like you could run launchers on Chromebooks. Like they do weird stuff and they don't know what to do. They could fix that part. So I could have the, the Google launcher, uh, pixel launcher basically. Right. And since the art containers technically running on bare metal, it's just sandbox in a container when the phone, when it's closed and it's in phone mode, you just, you take Chrome OS out of the picture. You just can't, it's right. just the right. Android's just running in a different manner than it does on totally. a traditional phone. Then you don't have to. There, there, you don't really have to worry about the bits and pieces working properly. They work the same way they do on regular Android. Google just has to make sure the container and the VM is running properly. Oh, that'd uh, be clean. That'd yeah, be super clean. Uh, somebody, somebody listening, please be working on this. Or <laughs> let's take the foldable out. Like the foldable would be cool because you could open it up and maybe then the the phone only restriction kind of thing goes away and you're you're left with Chrome OS and tablet mode maybe. Or it's still Android. You know, you're still stuck in the Android container. And until that USB-C dock happens and you click the button, OK, switch to desktop mode, and then it lets that 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 ARC container just kind of move to the side and Chrome OS is there. Like Chrome OS is just the underpinning when the when it's in phone mode. Like it's you're running your entire session in, in ARC VM uh, all the time. And, and I think with ARC VM, there's a chance that that, that is a possibility. And you can't tell me that these companies don't see the the writing on the wall with this type of stuff because Samsung wouldn't keep doing decks year after year if they didn't see that. And and Google has to be taking note of that and being like, either one of two things, like we're going to do this with and use Chrome OS as the desktop, or we're going to work with Samsung and let Samsung bring. Why couldn't, I mean, Samsung makes Chromebooks. They could make a some some sort of specialized fold or something or or you know with their devices get rid of decks and and let it let it boot let it do a a side a, a side boot of chrome os i don't know there's there's multiple ways it could happen and i know it would take work uh it's not this isn't like oh we're right around the corner um but there's all these different things and i'm like that to me is is what really answers the mail from this whole you know people talking about tablets and using them to work on and all that kind of stuff, man, if my phone, 
a foldable phone could be the phone that I have now could be a small tablet and then I plug it in and it's a desktop. Like, there you go. You've, you've kind of got the whole package here now. Uh, it would be insane. Yeah. But that still leaves these current devices in this odd gray area <laughs> where it's like, yeah, obviously people are buying them and people are using them that these, these manufacturers would not be investing time in creating these devices. If people weren't buying them. Yeah. I mean, they spend millions um, of dollars yeah, oh, every year on yeah. R and D and market Lenovo analysis spent, you know, and all that. Yeah, you know, but. So much money and, and they sold a lot of them. So they're going to keep making them. Yeah. Cause to me, in my mind, I look at like their P series, their tablets that they mm-hmm. make and i'm like that is a device that i would never in my mind think hey i want to go out and find a device like this today but obviously they're selling them because they they keep churning out new models like nobody's business well, so. hit us up let us know we we'll, we'll post uh we'll get a poll out on the website and have some questions about tablets but also just hit us up on twitter let us know let us know if you use a chrome os tablet specifically any tablet really yeah that's yeah. true that's true it could just I, be I think it iPad. would behoove us to get one of our one of our associates affiliate or not affiliates but our acquaintances with the marketing departments from one of these larger companies lenovo would probably be a good one they have a lot of people uh, that we yeah. have contacts with but see I, if they'd be willing to come on and just I just just talk marketing i know with i us. know what they're gonna say though they're gonna say we like to create di- devices for where people are this whole micro modal thing like wherever you are you can have the device and certain people like to have you know this larger screen when they're at home instead of reaching for their phone right so wrong like Chrome. <laughs> yeah so why not have a Chromebook? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Different strokes for different folks, maybe. I don't know. I, so I, I, I know yeah. we've gone, we've gone probably as as long as we need to go here. But one last point, and I wrote an article about this this week, um, and it was from an email from somebody that kind of had the same thing. They're like, I love the original Pixelbook. Like I love using it in tablet mode, but I kind of want something. I end up using it in tablet mode a lot for the stuff that I do, and I get that. Like. If you, if you stand in front of people and speak a lot, so you're a preacher or you're somebody who does like conferences or something like that, walking around holding the Chromebook looks dorky. Like there's something sleek and nice about holding a tablet. Meetings. I use, I do take the slate to meetings. Meetings meetings are great. So if you do those things a lot, then you necessitate a tablet 100%. I'm talking about people that just generally use tech, you know, for consuming content and that kind of stuff. There are going to be certain people that need those things for work. Um, and, and it goes back to the whole the iPad Pro and the big keyboard stand thing. Like, I get that you're using that iPad for work, but if it's in a huge keyboard stand all the time and it weighs as much as a MacBook and can do half the things that the MacBook could do, why not just get the MacBook? They cost the same. Like, it's, it's super weird. Um, and so this guy was asking, he's like, is there going to be a tablet that kind of has the same, pretty close to the same screen size and same performance because I like how fast this is. And I just, I wrote back and it's like, like, I know <laughs> not right now. Um, you know, there's one coming out that we, at the time I couldn't tell him about the Lenovo. I was like, there's one coming out that's, that'll have a big enough screen. I think for you, a really good screen and some good speakers, but man, it would be such a dive bomb in performance for you. Yeah. I mean, if you're used to a, a core device, it's no, yeah. Even a no seven gen core I five is going to destroy the yeah. Snapdragon. Um, and so he was like, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I'll just, I'll just wait. And I was like, you know, there's some on the horizon. We think like, I don't, we don't even have identified like with the 8195, but cause the 8192, this kind of step up for MediaTek is only going to step up 
a little bit better. Like single cores looks about the same as the Snapdragon 7C. It is better, way better at multi-core. So maybe that will translate into some uh, real-world performance uh, bump. So the 8192, we still we don't have any confirmation any of those are tablets yet. And the 8195 that looks like Snapdragon 865 kind of level uh, processor, which should be a massive bump in in uh, performance. We don't have any uh, confirmation that any of those are tablets either. Um, and so, and there's not many of them yet. And though we're supposed to get some of them by the end of the year, if they come out as Chromebooks, then that all of this is null and void anyway. So. To him, I had to respond like, no, um, I, I don't know that there's anything on the horizon that's going to do what you're wanting it to do. Maybe find a Pixel Slate on sale uh, and see how that how that goes for you. But, you know, the keyboard and all that kind of stuff, you're going to run into issues that aggravate you. And it got me thinking about the Pixelbook and why that device was so freaking good and why, honestly, someone, even if Google's not going to give us one, Somebody needs to go back and look. Go look at the Pixelbook and what made it awesome. Yeah. And it wasn't so much about like blow your mind specs or any of that kind of stuff. It was the way that they built that thing. And they they built it clearly to be both a tablet-like device and a Chromebook. So it was great in clamshell, great keyboard, great trackpad, great build quality, but it was super thin. And it was very symmetrical on top and bottom. And when you folded it in a tablet mode, the square edges lined up all the way around. And so when you held it, it almost kind of felt cohesive, like a thicker tablet, but it didn't feel ridiculous. Like all these convertible Chromebooks where, you know, they slope the edges off and stuff of, of these devices. They, they look thinner on a table and it gives them their own look and whatever. And that's, that's fine. But when you flip that thing around, there's these huge gaps between the screen and the keyboard parts. And it doesn't feel like a tablet. Like it's already ridiculously large, probably a little bit too heavy to be a tablet. And it, it's, it's, it's like the whole, we flip it into a tablet mode is there, but it is the absolute last consideration we gave this device versus the Pixelbook. It's like, hey, this is top of mind. As we're building this device, this is one of the most important things that we're thinking about. When we convert this device, what's it look like? What's it feel like? What does it look like and feel like to pick up off the table, to hold in your hand, to move around, to rotate and the screen and all that kind of stuff? And when you look at it, it really comes down to screen size. They didn't try to go 13, 14 inches. As much as I like 13.5 inch three by two screens on like the Acer 713, it's great on the desk. It's great in your lap. Like it's a nice big display. It is ridiculous as uh, a tablet and just completely ridiculous. And so I, I never flipped that thing in a tablet mode because it's just, it's silly. Um, and so like they stuck with a 12 inch screen on the Pixel Book. They... They kept everything very thin, fanless, very light. I mean, the whole thing, I think, was just 10, 11 millimeters. It was super thin. Real thin. Uh, and, and to Samsung's credit, and I said this in the article, I was like, before you come at me, like, what about Samsung Galaxy Chromebook and Galaxy Chromebook 2? Yes, they they adhered to some of the stuff. The Galaxy Chromebook 2, I think, got a little chubby. Uh, it's got fans on it, so it, it kind of doesn't, doesn't count. I think Samsung wanted this with the, the first Galaxy Chromebook. They had to put some fan ports on there or some, some, some breathing ports, basically. They didn't put fans in it, uh, but they did a good job of squaring off the edges and making sure when it was converted, it, you know, it kind of lined up. But they left out some weird things like the, the lid as it turned converted, like the, the lid and the bottom didn't like snap together and feel cohesive. Um, the, um, the screen was 13.3 inches at 16.9. So that didn't, that just doesn't feel natural as a tablet. 
Um, and ultimately, like because of those things, it it didn't it didn't have that considered want to use this as a tablet feel either. Like it was close, and there were times I thought like this feels kind of like a Pixelbook successor, just not quite. Like, and it's that that's that's what it was. Like Google thought, hey, screen size, uh, build materials, and so making sure there's no bend, there's no, there was no creaking with the Pixelbook. It was just this very solid, all aluminum frame. It's light enough. You're not going to use it as a tablet all day, but it didn't feel awkward using it as a tablet. And so someone else needs to come out with something like this um, because that type of device for, for people like me that are like, eh, I don't know about tablets. I don't think buying a tablet makes any sense, but spending seven, $800 on a really well-crafted thin and light Chromebook, like Chromebooks have gotten thin and light for laptops. Um, you know, again, I go back to the spin 713 or the HP, you know, X360 14C, like, or like, gosh, like I think Asus has done a great job with their latest Chromebooks, you know, two and three pounds, um, really small bezels. Yeah. They're 16 by nine screens, but they're just well-built. They're really nice looking devices. They're thin, they're light, pick them up. Don't really think much of them but the tablet mode still feels weird um, on the, the CX 5,400. And ultimately like we need someone to come and build something with that type of build quality. Like give me an HP uh, X211 style device, maybe a 12 inch, you know, make it a little bit larger, but keep the bezels just like that. Give me an attached keyboard that flips around on the back. Um, but that has, that feel to it. Like the CM3, um, the um, uh, flip CM3. So the CM3 detachable from Asus, it's, it's uh, ugly cousin basically uh, that, that is just a convertible kind of idea of the same thing. Uh, didn't work for the same reasons. Like you flip it around and just feel awkward as a tablet. Like no one has come since the pixel book and said, look, we're going to build a convertible device that it's fantastic in all its modes. Um, we're really going to hone in the hardware and make sure that, that this thing feels good in all these different ways. Because to me, that answers that mail a little bit more than trying to figure out a detachable situation that's going to really work well as a laptop. Because they're just never going to work that well as a laptop. And so if you end up wanting to make it into a Chromebook all the time, 90% of the time, attach the keyboard, just buy a Chromebook. Um, but we don't have an option that feels sleek and slim like a tablet. And so uh, super interesting there too, as, as I kind of processed all of that with the, uh, the HP X2 this week. Google's just waiting. Google's waiting to make a true Pixelbook follow-up. Oh, I believe that. And it's going to have, and it's going to have tensor. Oh, I believe that a hundred percent. And like, I've I've already got a, an article in my head queued up about like a dream, my dream tensor, Pixelbook with Tensor, like yeah. And what, here's what, what would that would thing love look it like? To look yeah. like? Here's what it would look like, and <laughs> yeah. it, it, they can miss on all kinds of stuff. And I'm never going to get a perfect Chromebook, but you know, taking all this idea of like the, trying to make a tablet into a laptop and blah blah blah, all that stuff. Like when it comes down to it, if the Chromebook was super thin, yeah, super light, and yeah, when it's transformed, lined up, and felt really good, and I was like, oh, that's the Pixelbook. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like it is. Make the uh, uh, the 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 uh, bezels a bit smaller around the screen and update the internals like that yeah. almost ready to go. 
Just use the same thing. Fix the fix the stupid uh, yeah. palm rests. Get rid of those. Just yeah. get rid of that. Just make yeah. it aluminum. It's fine. You don't need you don't need s- well, rubber or silicon there. They wanted bumpers for when you put it in presentation mode, and it, and it wouldn't slide happen. around. I get it. I get it. Have, I get you it. have to do that, but I don't know. Make different it. material. Figure out a different material that doesn't get all grimy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I really I agree with you. I think uh, I think Google hopefully is uh thinking about this and in, in planning for this with tensor and in creating a true uh a true follow-up to the pixel book because the go was obviously it was its own approach it was it was it would it was just trying to create a different type of, of chromebook it wasn't trying to be a pixel book you know follow-up it was its own thing um it's a great device but it's not it is not the <laughs> it's not even convertible so it's not even in the same league but yeah, it's it's coming. I have I have faith. But um, that's, already, that's, folks, that's yeah, I was going to say any in, in any other closing was, thoughts was I get Google's not going to do it. I really have zero zero hope that Google's going to do it until Tensor comes along. Yeah. So in, in the meantime, time, other someone manufacturers, else. <laughs> someone, there's yeah. all these all these, and I don't know. Like it's too late to do it. Probably with Voltier Tiger Lake Chromebooks because they're already in production. Uh, and they're already farther along. So my hope is that not so much that somebody will hear this and, and go make that thing, but that eventually one of these will come along. Someone will think like, hey, let's let's put priority on this thing for this device because people seem to really like tablets and they seem to really like to write on stuff, but they also seem to really like just Chromebooks too. Uh, and, and I think the right convertible made the right way. Like stop putting 16 by nine inch screens. In right. Doesn't make sense on a convertible. If you really think that the tablet mode's worth using, if not fine, 16 by nine all day, but really three by two screens are what need to happen in a convertible. that thinks I'm also good as a tablet and I'm waiting for one that, that comes out that like, cool, I would use that as a tablet. Like that's a super portable, thin light. That's the tablet replacement we want. Yeah. So stay tuned, folks. We've got uh, we've got our review of the X2 coming soon. Obviously, it's been a little delayed because of uh, what's what's been going on, but we are working on it. You've you've gotten a taste here today. I think you've got most of Robbie's opinions already, but we're going to put it in a concise form. All that all that stuff is going to be left out probably at the review. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, it, this is just going to be like hey, this i don't like this right. you make a decision on whether or not a, this whether you want a tablet <laughs> right there you go i clearly don't know <laughs> <laughs> but all right folks hey i think that's uh it for today we appreciate you all tuning in and we'll catch you next week see ya Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.